Annette Martin, world-famous psychic detective, medical intuitive, ghost detective, and author, brings you... Annette Martin's Psychic World. You may have seen her on television, heard her on hundreds of radio shows, or even read her books. Here she is, live on... Annette Martin's Psychic World. Welcome, I'm Annette Martin, and Annette Martin's Psychic World is produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Well, being a medical intuitive at age seven, seeing and talking to ghosts as a child, having a singing career at 10 years old, and developing into a professional psychic detective has been quite an adventure. Sharing these gifts with you gives me great pleasure, and for the next hour, my guests and I will create a place to enlighten, entertain, and empower you. We can talk about everything except police cases. I only work with the police directly pertaining to missing persons. So if you have a police case, please contact me by email at Annette at closureforyou.com. That's Annette at closure the number four, the letter U, dot com. Well, our phone lines are open at 646-652-2071, where you can ask our guests a question or ask for my psychic impressions about your life. Remember to give us your first name and only one question per caller. We can talk about your relationships, life direction, your health, ghosts, and even paranormal experiences. Life can be mysterious and challenging at times, so perhaps with the help of our guests and myself, we can shed a little white light on your life. Well, here we are on the first Wednesday of the month where we do a very special process called Psychology, that's P-S-I-cology, with Dr. Margaret Cochran and Annette Martin. Dr. Cochran has been an educator, author, and professional therapist for more than 28 years. Her dynamic and engaging approach has made her a sought-after speaker in the areas of relationships, business dynamics, personal growth, and parenting. And over the years, Dr. Cochran's skills and no-nonsense style have helped people from every walk of life. Dr. Cochran's background and experience have given her a unique perspective from which to provide help, insight, and healing. With graduate degrees in education, clinical social work, and transpersonal psychology, she has worked with a wide variety of clients, both individual and organizational. Dr. Cochran has been featured in the media on both radio and television. She is also the host of the hit internet talk show, Wisdom, Love, and Magic, which is currently number one on iTunes in the mental health category. With her many celebrity guests, she has discussed topics ranging from psychic phenomena to physics and everything in between. You may access Wisdom, Love, and Magic on iTunes at www.drcochran.com. Well, our lines are open at 646-652-2071 or write us a note in our chat room. Welcome, Dr. Cochran. What a delight it is to have you on the show today again as we do our monthly psychology show. It's always a pleasure, Annette. Let me kind of explain to our listeners what psychology is and just how we do this. For years, it, psychology has been a one-sided science, focusing exclusively on the treating clinician's rational or left brain functioning to identify, define, and solve problems. Psychology changes all that. This program demonstrates how a psychotherapist and a psychic working in tandem can offer a more comprehensive whole brain approach. 
Psychology accelerates and clarifies the process by using the intuitive powers of a psychic detective and medical intuitive, myself, Annette Martin, and the extensive clinical skills of Dr. Margaret Cochran to interpret, analyze, and offer solutions to the problems at hand. You can call in and ask us a question about your life, be it your love life, relationships, children, family, job, or health. Well, Dr. Cochran, in psychology, as well as in ordinary language, guilt is an effective state in which one experiences conflict at having done something that one believes one should not have done, or conversely, having done something one believes one should have done. Now, how would you explain guilt from your many years of experience as a therapist? Well, I think there are two different things that we should talk about. The first thing is that um, a lot of people confuse guilt and shame, and they're not the same thing. Guilt is when you feel you've made a mistake. Um, and if you've made a mistake, you can take responsibility for that, you can make amends, uh, and then the, the problem is cleared up. However, if you are in a place of shame, then you feel you are a mistake, and there's no coming back from that. And that's often where people get stuck, is in that place of shame, because there's no way to fix it if you really feel that you're fundamentally flawed. Mm. Uh, messy stuff, shame. Messy stuff. Very nasty. <laughs> Don't want to go there. Uh, I would say so, yeah. Um, you know, guilt it, it is a struggle between the ego and the super ego. Can, can you kind of explain that a little bit? Well, you're, what you're referring to is something called Freudian topology, which, which means it was basically the picture that Freud drew of the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but what it comes down to is guilt happens when you've either, as you pointed out earlier, done something that you're not pleased about uh, or you've not done something that you felt was important to do. And when you, it's, it's called uh, something that is egodystonic which means that it goes against the image that you have of yourself in your head. And when you do something that goes against that image, you feel bad about it. Oh, yes. I I would definitely think so. I know. I certainly do. If I've done anything (laughs) that I think, oh, gosh, you know, I shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have said that. Well, the trick with guilt, of course, is that if if you've done something that's egodystonic, Sometimes people make what are called defenses around what they've done. And defenses are basically psychological ways of distancing yourself from the unpleasant event. Mm-hmm. So if I did something that I'm not really proud of or I don't feel that good about, I could rationalize and make up reasons why it's really not that bad and I don't need to feel guilty about it. Or I can do something called minimizing, which means, that, well, it's just a little tiny lie. <laughs> not that bad, oh, really. A little white lie. Just a little yes. white lie. That's right. Um, or, or I can use the most primitive defense of all, which is called denial. And I just mm. pretend that didn't happen. Now, those three defenses can sometimes be useful. They're not all bad, like denial, for example. We use denial pretty much every time we get in an airplane. It's a very heavy thing, and we pretend it's not going to fall out of the sky. Oh, yes. And that's Absolutely. a good thing, because if, 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 we, if we didn't go into denial when we get in an airplane or, or in our car, then we'd be throwing up and jumping up and down the aisles and be a mess. So the problem is when you, when you don't leave the denial on the plane, or you don't leave the denial in the driver's seat and you bring it with you into other parts of your life, then things start getting really, really messy and complicated and you will continue to repeat things that are injurious to both yourself and to others because to you they didn't happen. And rationalization and minimization work the same way. For example, let's say um, you fell down and you're bleeding. Okay, and you're kind of freaked out because there's blood, you know. Mm-hmm. And you start to say, well, you know, it's not; it's just a little blood. It's not a, an artery or a vein. I'm going to be okay. So that's that's a constructive use of minimization to calm yourself, so you can, you know, go in and clean it up and get wherever you need to go to get help. And and rationalization can be useful because sometimes you need to to really examine what you're doing and say, okay, well, how important is this decision not to tell my mother about the birth control pills I have in my desk drawer <laughs> or, or whatever you're up to? Uh-huh. Um, 
And uh, if if you're actually able to come up with reasons why it's going to be okay for you, that's all right. But if you find there's this nagging voice that says, no, 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 you are a liar, and a liar is not what you want to be, then you're going in a direction that's away from who you think you are. And you need to turn around and, and go back the Absolutely, way. absolutely. Well, you know, we have a caller on the line. We do. We do. We oh. have Beth from Florida. Hi, Beth. Hi, Beth. Hello. Hi. Do you have a question for Hello. us? Yes, I do. Um, I was wanting the psychic reading on my career. On your career. Okay. And so, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm so, I just said yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you sound like you're kind of far now. away. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> All right. Uh, so you want to know about your career, how it's going? Is that what you want to know? Yeah, for the future, what you see coming up for my career. Uh, okay. Um, oh, that's interesting. All of a sudden, uh, I drew two lines, and what they are are like steps. It's like I see you making steps going up. So that means to me, symbolically, that you're going to be getting some raises, but it's going to take a little more time. I'm, I'm, yeah, and I'm getting the number six, so I do believe that that is six months. So um, it, it feels like you kind of stopped and, and you were kind of stabilized for quite a long time, and then um, you started really putting more energy into your career. Is that true? Uh, yes, I put some energy into it for sure. Right, right. And, and so it's the putting the energy into uh, the career and the aspect that is making it move up further. So I feel that it's going to be good, Beth, and I feel that it, it's going to move up. Uh, and the biggest change that I see occurring will be in about six months. Okay. Well, Dr. Cochran, what do you see for her? Well, that? the thing that strikes me, Beth, is as I think the, the biggest change has been your attitude. Do you, th do you think you've changed your attitude about how you're looking at what you're doing? Yeah, I feel like I've been through the dark night of the soul. And yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. 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 The other side now, it's been really emotionally... Draining. Probably the hardest year of my life. Yeah. It's a yeah. hard year. Emotionally. Yeah. Don't I let... Through the other side. Uh, that's good, because Annette is saying that you are. She's saying the next six months, it sounds like, are, are going to be good for you. But the thing I want to say is, you know, when you've been through something tough like that, you can yeah. store up fear in your body and not even know you've done it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so don't let that fear get you down, Okay. Okay. Keep, keep on that path. Well, what of happened is I had a lot of fear. I had so much fear, but I never had problems with fear before this year. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, it was mm -hmm. so built up. It was so bad that I was having horrible panic attacks. Aww. And I would just start crying out of nowhere. And yeah. It wasn't even like I had an actual solid reason to cry. Like, right. It wasn't like something happened. Well, something did happen, but... But that's how anxiety like works. Dramatic. Yeah, it can sometimes kind of sneak up on you. Yeah, when there's when there's actually not a, a event in the moment, it can still bother you. Yeah. But the thing I want the thing I want to leave you with, Beth, is this: remember, fear can be a wonderful teacher. Let fear teach you, but don't let it be your master. Don't let it control you. Do you understand the difference? Does that make sense? Sort of. I mean, it's, when fear gets you, it's hard. And then I took a lot of like salt bath to try to to calm myself down and I found that really helped to pull negative energy off absolutely of <clears throat> exercise is good for that too and also remembering to breathe deeply helps a lot with anxiety yeah a deep breath but remember remember about you know if, if there are things that make you afraid pay attention to them just don't let them control you and the best of luck to you thank, thank you. you Beth thank you and Thank you very much for calling in. Okay, we're going to take a short break. So if you are on the line, do hold on because we're going to be right back with psychology. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio and the Zeus Radio Network. 
Hi, this is Chris Hillenberg of Hear Women Tell on Hear Women Talk Radio. You can hear us every Wednesday between 3 and 4. Please join us where we get the story behind the story as we talk to professional storytellers. Are you spending more time than you want booking appointments for your business? Optimize.com can free you up from answering phones, booking appointments, and rescheduling. All these clerical duties can be automated for you with Optimize.com. Optimize.com seamlessly integrates with your website and manages all your appointment scheduling and rescheduling. You and your customers will receive reminders by email and text messages. Optimize.com supports your business needs, whether you have one-on-one appointments, classes, workshops, or seminars. Sign up with Optimize.com for our 30-day free trial. That's Octo. M-I-Z-E dot com. Hey y'all, I'm Jennifer Johnson. Join me for Tarot Talk every Tuesday at 2 o'clock Eastern Time right here on the Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com. Join the party and live it up in Shag City live Fridays, 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Eastern. A call-in talk and music radio show dedicated to the shagging lifestyle hosted by me, Paul Love, broadcasting live from the heart of the shag capital of the world, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Shag City is a one-of-a-kind radio show featuring the best in the grand strang shag dance and music scene. Here you'll find the latest cool shag news, tunes, and announcements, along with guest appearances from the greatest shaggers of our time. You can listen to Shag City live Fridays at 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Eastern here on the Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com. Shag City, it's crazy, baby. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Welcome back to Annette Martin's Psychic World. We've been talking about psychology. That's P-S-I-cology, a process of a reading by a psychic and a psychologist. And we also have been talking about guilt. Well, our lines are open at 646-652-2071, or you can write a note in our chat room and ask a question that way. Dr. Cochran. Yes. Yes. I have another question for you. I'm filled with questions today (laughs) (laughs) about guilt. And is guilt sometimes associated with anxiety and depression? Yes, it is. And uh, you need to know that if a person is suffering from depression and anxiety, they may be guilty about things that aren't real. And and that's very confounding because when there's something going on in your brain and it's broken in some way, basically it's giving you feedback that isn't necessarily realistic. You can have feelings of self-loathing or you can feel incredible guilt about some small thing you did or something that you imagined you did or a reaction that you think somebody had to what you did or didn't do that you're not even really sure happened but you think it might have happened. Mm-hmm. And you can find yourself kind of you know, obsessing about that and it'll go around and around in your head and really make things a, a lot worse. So if you find yourself in that situation where you're having what we call thought loops where some, you're guilty about, I don't know, not liking squirrels or something is going around and around and around in your head, please go see a qualified professional. Because that's absolutely fixable and it's not your fault. And it's not something that you can just make go away by willing it to go away. You, you'll need some help with that. Oh, very good advice. Very good advice. And we have Lisa from California on the line. Oh, hi, Lisa. Hello. Um, <laughs> jilted. Beautiful topic for me. I felt jilted in my last job. I felt that I was wrongfully terminated. And, of course, they've let me go. And several people have given me advice to seek counsel uh, regarding uh, pursuing a case against my last employer. Should I continue this? Is this? Am I feeling this by emotion, or do you think I should have, I have a right case? 
Okay. Um, you know, Lisa, I'm picking up a couple of things. Did you go and talk to HR at all? Do you have an HR department? I talked to her. Well, no, it was a two-doctor office with uh, two nurse practitioners. And that's. Like and I'm just work. kind of feeling like, should I be going into the medical field? Is everybody going to treat me this way? I mean, talk about ridden hard and put away, not groomed. I just was ran oh, okay. ragged, 80 it, patients a day and no help. Yeah, and no help. Yeah, um, a lot of it I feel has to do with you physically. I'm I'm getting that you're kind of run down, and that it has made you feel, um, you know, like you were kind of like oh, with those little gerbils that kind of run around in those cages. <laughs> That's kind of how yeah, I see the it. wheel. <laughs> I feel yes. like the wheel coming on here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I feel that that's the process that you are in. And a lot of it has to do with what is going on with you. I feel you have a little bit of depression, and I want Dr. Cochran to talk to you about that. But I also feel that uh, physically uh, you're not taking care of yourself. I feel that you're a little dehydrated, and I feel that you're not getting enough protein in your diet, okay? That's probably right. That's probably right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And those are two things. You know, we need water, water, water. So, you know, I'm always telling my clients, you know, are you a camel? <laughs> Look at me and start to laugh. Of course not. We're not camels, but uh, we think we are. <laughs> we think that we can store the water and we can't. Then they need to come see me if they think they're a camel. That's not good. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I can, I can fix that. I can fix well, that. the past eight weeks has felt quite like a desert, employment-wise. So I guess I've kind of put the two to two together. Right. And so what I feel, <laughs> yeah, what I feel, Lisa, you need to do is you need to take care of your body. You need to eat properly. You're not eating enough, uh, not only uh, protein, but you're also not getting enough vegetables. You're not drinking water, uh, and you're not uh, exercising the way you should be. You're just kind of running around. And like I said, I see you running around. This, you know. Uh, wheel that's just going around and around and around. Taking care of other people and not yourself mm -hmm. is what she's telling you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's a bozo yes, known as children. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm right there. I see exactly what you're talking about. Well, some. I'm sorry. Did you have something? Uh, the thing that I, that strikes me is there are there are two kinds of um, medical offices: those that are focused more on business, and those that are focused more on healing. And, and don't get discouraged with the healthcare profession, but you may have to do some some serious looking to find an office that that or a setting that's more about healing than the business part of medicine. Does that make sense to you? So correct. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing is, you're not always so good. Oh, thank you. You're not always so good at knowing what it is you need, and you need to learn to identify what it is you need and ask for it. Yeah, that's one of the things that you do not do. You know, sometimes um, we we go along and, and we're so busy thinking about everybody else that we never ask for ourselves, and we never take that time to ask for ourselves. Is it the boundaries it, issue that I've been working on with myself? Um, it is, yes. Been, yeah. It absolutely okay. is, and you, and you need to know that for some people, um, there are different ways that people interpret love or support okay some people need to hear words for some people it's deeds for some people it's more about spending time you know a lot of different ways and you need to identify for yourself what your way is and make sure that your employer or your supervisor understands that so that you get that feedback from them in whatever form feels best to you Yes, this was my first medical assisting job and the minute I told her I was going to move on to nursing um, she and that I would need um, to vary my hours it it just became this battle and then one day I come to work announce to me they're letting me go right so I'm I'm really at a point where I was like okay am I going to judge every doctor every office by this one experience oh or absolutely should I not. 
No, no, don't do that. But you do need to know if somebody hires you for a job and then you go to them and say, oh, by the way, I'm going to be doing something else and I'm not going to be totally focused on the job, they're probably not going to be too happy about that. So you need to figure out... (laughs) Well, you need to figure out if it's nursing over two years. Right. <laughs> you need and to figure I out. I let them know. Go ahead. You let them know. Oh, I let them know that you know my interest was to further my education, and mm-hmm. I was taking evening classes to do so. Mm-hmm. And when an opportunity came up, um, I told them that you know I'm going to be serious about doing this and. I need a letter of recommendation, and it became this wall all of a sudden. And I and I even thanked them for the amount of education they had given me, mm-hmm. and that it really had inspired me to do more with than just a medical assistant. Well, I wasn't trying to blow smoke up their tush, but at the same time, I was letting them know that I really wanted to continue the education. Well, one doctor was so open to it. Matter of fact. The day she let me go, she was like, you're going to be a phenomenal nurse. I'm sorry that I have to be the one to do this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, why are you the one to do this? Shouldn't the one who wants me to be fired come in here and do it for you? And, you know, they've been partners for over 15 years, and one's the bully and one's the go-to. So Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's well... Like I said, don't, don't judge every office that way. You know, there, there. But you do need to think about, you know, if you're if you're going to be serious about nursing, you need to be yes. clear with your employer from the get go what you're prepared to yes. do in terms of you need part time or full time or you know whatever else. Um, yeah. Having earned having earned several degrees and worked full time at the same time, it's tough. It's it takes a lot. I, of, and I have two children as a single mom. Yeah, so I know. I'm that's, to that's a lot. All of this. Yep, that's a lot. That's a lot. So you need to listen to what Annette said. You need to get some exercise for yourself and eat better and drink. And don't forget the resting part. That's really important. But don't don't give up on what you want to do. Just be sure that you choose carefully and you're clear in your communication. Right. And I think you'll be successful. Uh, I think you'll be very successful, Lisa. So keep going with your dream, okay? Well, and t- thank you so much. But I should not even consider going after a lawsuit on this last employer. No. I should just drop it. Just drop it. I just don't think it's going to get you very far. No. no. Not only that, I, it's, going to keep you the, into, okay. yeah, it's going to keep you into a very negative state, and you don't want to be there. Okay? All right. I, Good luck. I'm still trying to clear the ex-husband. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, yeah, there you go. One thing at a time. <laughs> thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Okay. You know, Dr. Cochran, uh, during the course of my work for the past 40 years in missing persons and murder cases, I have found that a great many of the murderers are psychopaths, meaning that they do not have any guilt or remorse for the harm that they've caused others. Can you give us a little more insight into that area? Sure. Actually, the the term that we use uh, these days in psychology is antisocial personality. And there are two kinds. There's the uh, non-aggressive subtype and there's the aggressive subtype. Mm -hmm. Now, I love serial killers. They're so much fun. (laughs) Not to have over, mind you, but but from a steady perspective, they're very, very interesting. Oh, yes, extremely. And and what we know about people who are antisocial personalities is their brains are broken. They cannot feel. Mm Mm-hmm. Remorse. They can't. They do not have a conscience. Um, they see other human beings as objects. Uh, probably when you've tuned into some of the murderers, you've noticed that they'll refer to their victims as it. Oh, rather, absolutely. Rather than by a name. Oh, yes. And yes. and uh, or superimpose for someone else yes, that they right. had fallen in love with. Right. So I'm killing this person in the name of the other person. Exactly. Kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, or in the case of John Lennon, for example, um, the guy wanted to be John Lennon, so killing John Lennon made that space for him to, to mm-hmm. do that. Of course, it didn't do much for Yoko Ono, but there you go. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> th- this idea that uh, you can somehow do therapy on somebody like that, um, it, it doesn't work. There's no medication that works. Y- you, you can't fix that person. You can only lock them away. Yeah, um, I 
that's the conclusion that we always seem to come to is that all you can do is we haven't figured out how to fix that yet no no maybe my next life will get that together i hope so you work on that i'm working on it okay (laughs) Okay. in the meantime we're going to take a short break and we when we come back we're going to have some more questions about guilt and also some callers on the line so if you are on the line hold on and we'll be right back with annette martin's psychic world Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, this is Chris Hillenberg of Hear Women Tell on Hear Women Talk Radio. You can hear us every Wednesday between 3 and 4. Please join us where we get the story behind the story as we talk to professional storytellers. Hi, I'm Annette Martin, hostess of Annette Martin's Psychic World. Now, you may have seen me on television or heard me on the radio as a psychic detective, medical intuitive, and ghost detective. To have a private reading with me, all you have to do is go to annette-martin.com. Look for the button in the upper left-hand corner of the homepage that says, Make an Appointment. annette-martin.com. Join us for the Martini Meeting Thursday, 2.30 to 3.30, right here on Hear Women Talk. If your spirit's weary and you need a word of encouragement, join me, Donna Tyson, for Rivers of Faith, Tuesday mornings from 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time on Zeus Radio Network at hearwomentalk.com. Are you spending more time than you want booking appointments for your business? Optimize.com can free you up from answering phones, booking appointments, and rescheduling. All these clerical duties can be automated for you with Optimize.com. Optimize.com seamlessly integrates with your website and manages all your appointment scheduling and rescheduling. You and your customers will receive reminders by email and text messages. Optimize.com supports your business needs, whether you have one-on-one appointments, classes, workshops, or seminars. Sign up with Optimize.com for our 30-day free trial. That's Octomize.com. Hi, this is Michelle with Labellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio and the Zeus Radio Network. Welcome back to Annette Martin's Psychic World. We've been talking about psychology, which is P-S-I-cology, a process of a reading by a psychic and a psychologist. And we've also been talking about guilt. And we do have someone in the chat room. Uh, Marilyn has asked a question of Dr. Cochran. Is feeling guilt ever good? Absolutely. In fact, feeling guilt is absolutely necessary for society to function. The trick is, what do you do about the guilt? Do you just sit with it and be miserable? Or do you name the problem, take responsibility, and make amends? That's when guilt is really useful. And it's a good thing to have because it solves problems. And you can actually, if you've, if you've done something that in some way wounds someone, correcting that, using your guilt to guide you to make something... Uh, better or improve a situation can bring you closer to the person. So it can actually be very useful on two fronts. One, keeping you on the straight and narrow, and the other, bringing you closer to others for, by accepting responsibility for your behavior. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's very, very correct. Good question. That's a good question, <laughs> Marilyn. That's a, very good that's a question. really good one. It is. And I do want listeners to know that our lines are open at 646 652 2071, or you also can write a note to us in our chat room. Don't feel guilty about that. Yes. <laughs> if you don't want to talk on the phone, write that note. That's right. Okay. Well, you know, um, another thing about guilt yes. is can it be used to manipulate and control or influence other people? <laughs> <laughs> she laughs, the evil laugh. Um, well, yes. However, 
The thing you have to know is that no one, I repeat this, this is important, no one can control your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors with their thoughts, feelings, and behaviors unless you let them. Mm, how true, how true okay. that is. There's no such thing as a victim. There are only people who sign up. And the idea is that uh, when someone does something that is in some way attempting to control your behavior, that's when boundaries come in. That's when you have to be able to say, no, that's not about me or, or that's not you know something that I want to do. And um, stick to that and keep that boundary. And then you're going to be fine. But if you suddenly start to second guess and question yourself and say, oh, if this person wants it, then that's probably what I need to do. And pay attention to the word should. If you find yourself saying should, must, and ought rather than need, want, and demand, then you're in a place where you're, you're a prime target for someone to manipulate. Mm, mm. I should do this because my mother wants it versus, yeah, I think this is the best thing for me to do. Right. And, and I don't you think that a lot of people do that? Oh, yeah. All the time. Yes. And, you know, we're Institutions, all- people, lots of people try mm-hmm. and do that. And mm-hmm. they'll use shame as well. You know, you're not a good person if you don't do this. You're not a good person if you don't think like I think. Right. You're not patriotic if you don't vote like I vote. You know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a lot of manipulation. A lot. A great deal. Not and cool. It is not good. Yeah. And I think that also people have a, a tendency to want to do something that they think the person the other person wants them to do. Yeah, absolutely. And so they do that. And then underneath all of that, they feel guilty. Yeah. And then they begin to wonder why they're feeling badly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I see that so often in my practice. Yeah. And that's why one of the most important skills as an adult is to be able to stay yourself in the face of relationship. And that doesn't mean you don't respect the other person or you don't listen to them or, you know, those kinds of things. But it does mean that you know who you are and that you don't move outside the boundaries of that because then you're going to feel bad. Yes. And you may even really not like the other person because you'll, well, I had to do it because of them, you know, and then you'll be mad at them when actually it's yeah. you who made the decision. Exactly. You know, and you need to you need to <laughs> suck up and deal with that. Yeah, but, you know, we always want to please other people, and I think that's part of the problem. Not me, I'm mean. I don't want to please. <laughs> Well, but there's a difference between between um, losing yourself to defer to someone. And uh, if somebody really loves you, what's going to please them is you being happy and being yourself and right. following your, your path. And if you divert from who you are and what you want for them and, and they insist on that to be in relationship with you, that is not, I repeat, not a healthy relationship because you're moving into codependency then. And things get real snarly after that. Very, very bad. Mm-hmm. Very bad. Well, we have another person who's written into the chat room. Oh. Kay is asking, what's the best way to deal with guilt, especially if you can't make amends with someone, i.e., if the person about whom you feel guilty has died? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, as I think Annette will tell you as, as someone who, who deals with dead people all the time, Yes. Um, it's they do hear you, and it's important that you have a conversation with whether the person is alive or dead. Even if the person is so estranged from you, let's assume they're still alive, but they won't talk to you or they're just so angry. You can take some time, a little meditative time, and you can um, send good thoughts to that person, and you can thank. Or you can write down, I'm sorry, this is what I did, and I'm sorry that I did it, and I, I send you light and love and good wishes. And uh, they'll get that message. They may not get it consciously, but they will get it at some level. And certainly people who have already passed, and Annette, you may want to address this too, will definitely hear what you have to say. Oh, absolutely. And you'll feel the energy shift. In, oops, you'll feel the energy shift inside yourself. Yes. And it'll make a big difference. Oh, absolutely. And... Again, in my practice, I see a great many people who come in who are suffering terribly because they feel guilty that either they weren't there when their loved one right, passed away, right, that's right. or uh, they must have done something wrong. Uh, what did they do wrong? They they are just so beside themselves that they can never get through the grieving process because they are so caught up in guilt. 
But that's part of it. And this is really important, Annette. Sometimes people use guilt so that they don't really grieve. They don't really accept that the person is gone because they're wrapped up in that last emotion that they feel. And that's not good for the person who's passed. Right. And that's not good for the person who's still living. And, and guilt can be, in that way, it's not a healthy thing. It's an obstacle. And they're using it to avoid the work they really need to do. Exactly. Exactly. And so I always feel, you know, and that's why I work very diligently to try and contact the person who has passed away mm-hmm. and, and see. And almost, I would say, 99.9% of the time, mm-hmm. the spirit who comes through and talks to me and tells me that their loved one should not feel guilty, that they're fine, and they had their own problems, they had their own issues that they were working on themselves, Mm -hmm. and to try to uh, make their loved one understand that, Mm -hmm. and it's very amazing, it's just amazing, I've watched people just guilt, it's like the words, the letters, just sort of (laughs) lift off of them and just disappear. You can feel the energy shift, Oh, it's like like a thousand pounds are off your shoulder, and you realize, oh yeah, I I can move on. But in some cases, just as someone uh, who has died, sometimes they'll stay a ghost because they're, they're afraid to move on. Sometimes people in, in bodies still are afraid to move on with their grieving or whatever it is they need to do. And so once you take that guilt away, yeah, there may be tears, yeah, there may be sadness, but there's going to be a clearing and a cleansing, and you'll be able to go on. Because remember, love doesn't go away. It never goes away. Love is an eternal thing, and it's always there. And and even when, uh, and I'm sure, Annette, you've had this experience, people who have passed um, will say through you to their loved ones, you know what, I knew you loved me, and even though you couldn't be there, I knew you were there with me emotionally. Don't worry. Let that go. I'm fine, and you need to be okay, too. That's what I want for you. Oh, absolutely. And, and that happens many, many, many mm-hmm. times. Many times, mm-hmm. yes. So that that was an excellent question. Dead people are smart usually. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they usually get stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you know, they're kind of over there learning. That is the uh, process that I see them going through. Mm-hmm. They're all in different stages, mm-hmm. but they're all there learning about themselves about what it is that they did not do Mm -hmm. and what it is that they have to fix. And what is interesting is on the other side, I do not see any guilt. I do not see any shame. I do not see any of the emotions that we carry here when we are alive in this body. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like those emotions are gone, but they know that they have to work on them. Mm -hmm. But it's a whole different energy field. There's a clarity that those things aren't in the way. Yes, you know, they're that not. you can see. Yeah, exactly. They're not right. in the way. Well there's an old saying, as above, so below, you know, and the idea is that uh, what goes on in in the great beyond or heaven or however you call it is is not so much different from here what we do in, in on the earth in our corporeal bodies. We're working. All the time we're working and growing and changing and loving and learning about ourselves, uh, but we have different ways of going about it, and we have different things that we're working with and different kinds of teachers. Right. Well, and also different kinds of pasts, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Now, that's a whole show we should do, just about reincarnation and talking about past lives. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. (laughs) But I feel that that has a lot to do with it as well. As long as you don't tell me I was a Tilla the Hun or something, I really would not like... You don't want to be Tilla the Hun. No, no, no. Oh, well. The bad breath in the costumes. No, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and you know they didn't have deodorant in those. Days. I know, I know, and it's hot. Right, it's hot right now, so I, I wouldn't want to go there. But you know, the truth is, there are people who will say that they can read the akashic records or the, the records of you know our past lives and what we've done, and they can't. And they'll tell everybody that they're Cleopatra or whatever, you know. Um, but you know, people who are genuine like yourself will say, well, you know. This is this is something that you experience, and you kind of brought some pieces of it here, and you're still kind of working with that, and you know you will draw the people to you that you need to do the work. But sometimes it's a little ooey gooey, sticky icky. Yeah, it does get a little ooey gooey. <laughs> which which is where I come in, the ooey gooey, icky, sticky part. <laughs> right, and then I send them over to you. That's well, there you go. <laughs> you deal with there that. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. Here's another question. I'm just filled with questions today. Okay. Now, 
What if someone causes harm to another and then feels guilty and demonstrates regret and sorrow? Mm -hmm. Will the person harmed likely forgive that person? Well, the answer is if that if the person that you've harmed is pretty healthy, yeah. If you express genuine remorse and and you want to make amends, most people are very accepting of that. If the person on the other hand has their own issues, and they are some unhealthy parts in them they may not be able to do it but you know what even if they're not able to say yes i forgive you 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 still go to that meditative place you still send them light and love you still let them know and it and and at some level you'll feel the energy shift in you and you'll know they've gotten the message they may not be able to deal with it in any constructive way but you'll know you've sent the energy you'll know you've done the work you need to do and then you can move on and do whatever your next thing is Yes, good. Well, on that note, we're going to take a short break. Okie dokie. And we'll be right back with Annette Martin's Psychic World. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Are you spending more time than you want booking appointments for your business? Optimize.com can free you up from answering phones, booking appointments, and rescheduling. All these clerical duties can be automated for you with Optimize.com. Optimize.com seamlessly integrates with your website and manages all your appointment scheduling and rescheduling. You and your customers will receive reminders by email and text messages. Optimize.com supports your business needs, whether you have one-on-one appointments, classes, workshops, or seminars. Sign up with Optimize.com for our 30-day free trial. That's Octo. M-I-Z-E dot com. Love and light, y'all. I'm Jennifer Johnson. Join me for Tarot Talk every Tuesday at 2 o'clock Eastern Time right here on the Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com. If you don't have the strength to go one more step and you're facing challenges that seem overwhelming, don't be dismayed. Join me, Donna Tyson, for Rivers of Faith, Tuesday mornings, 10 to 11, on Zeus Radio Network at hearwomentalk.com. Having trouble with career, love, health, family, friends, your life in general. Hi, I'm Annette Martin, psychic detective, medical intuitive, and ghost detective. In my practice for the past 40 years, I've helped thousands of folks with their problems. And you may have seen me on television or heard me on the radio throughout the years, and more recently on Annette Martin's Psychic World. To learn more about my work, go to annette-martin.com. Look for the button in the upper left-hand corner of the homepage that says, Make an Appointment. That's Annette-Martin.com. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio and the Zeus Radio Network. Welcome back to Annette Martin's Psychic World. We've been talking to our guest, Dr. Margaret Cochran, and talking about psychology, P-S-I-cology. Wasn't it clever of me to call it that? Yes, Aren't it I a clever was. girl? Very clever. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> because you do know P-S-I stands for the paranormal world. and The woo-woo world, yes, the as many people world. call it, yes. <laughs> and cology, which, you know, has to That's do my world your world but the reason that i came up with that idea is because people like yourself can give folks a jump start you know you can you can zoom in on something that they've been stuck about and they'll often then come to therapy and finish it or sometimes people will say to me you know i really been, I, I want a relationship so much and la 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 and i can't tell them I don't have any a sense of a date or a time, you know. And they can come talk to you and you'll say, well, a little bird tells me <laughs> that, you know, in the next year 
you know, and, and, and it's going to come kind of like this and you're going to meet them kind of, you know, in a social or a work or, you know, something like that. And it, and it gives them, it boosts their energy. It reminds them that they can have what they want. It's, it's an incredible gift, not only the gift that you possess, but the gift that you give people the hope and the, and the uh, ability to, to not lose confidence in themselves and their dreams. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Cochran. And we do work together very well because we have been doing this for quite a while now. And uh, you have sent me uh, some of your patients, and I've sent you some of my clients, and they seem to have done so well. Mm -hmm. That is what is so exciting. Mm -hmm. And that's what made us think about doing psychology. And what are we going to call it? What are we going to call it? (laughs) And so we finally came up, you came up with the name Mm -hmm. of psychology, which I think is absolutely perfect. Now, if one you, of my better days. <laughs> if you do want to call in and ask us a question, all you have to do is call 646-652-2071. Or you can write a note in our chat room as well. And we're watching the chat room to see if there's anyone who writes in to ask a question. But, you know, Dr. Cochran, mm. before we get another caller, um, I wanted to talk to you about literature ah. in Guilt seems to be a very main theme, mm-hmm. such as John Steinbeck's East of Eden, uh, Crime and Punishment, <laughs> Tennessee Williams' A Streetcar Named Desire, <laughs> William Shakespeare and Macbeth and Edgar Allan Poe's the, Poe's the Telltale Heart. You know, there's so many of them. And I just find it fascinating <laughs> that guilt is a major theme in a lot of these works and is an almost universal concern of novelists who explore the inner life and secrets Yes, and and I wasn't laughing at a question. I was I was just laughing at at the fact that most of the authors that you mentioned were either alcoholics or depressives. <laughs> so you know that whole guilt thing is it's a big problem, with the exception possibly of Shakespeare. We don't know a lot about him, but guilt makes for good drama. Oh yes, it, you know yes. It's, if you if you look on soap operas um, mm. or, or TV dramas, there's always somebody who slept with somebody else who wasn't supposed to, and you know I didn't do this for my mother or this for my child, or there's some. And guilt is often uh, based around a secret. Yes, and usually a, a, a stupid secret, not a secret that you need to be keeping. And if if everybody would just that's why you know I love the opera. You're an opera singer. Oh yes. I love the opera, and I, I love the music, but the plots make me insane. Oh, my gosh. I'm sitting. I'll, I'll lean over to my husband and say, you know, I could fix that. Just five minutes, I could fix that. But then it wouldn't be exciting. Oh. You know, and intricate, and those all of those plots are so filled with guilt. Somebody's always doing something to somebody else. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Pushing them off a mountain or, you know, whatever they're up to. And the music is beautiful. I mean, I love the music part, but the plots. <gasps> It's like a day at the office. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I just wonder. They should serve popcorn. If their lives <laughs> during that time, when they were writing all the operas, if their lives during that time were so filled with all that drama. Don't you wonder about that? Well, yeah, I, I do. But, you know, what people love, and you know this as, as, as a professional singer, what people love is something bigger than life. Yes, Yes. Something that's 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 iconic mm-hmm. to them, uh, like a like a, a super drama, like a superhero. You know, we don't want somebody who just fights crime. We want somebody with special powers, well, and, like Superman, exactly, and capes and whatever <laughs> else they have. You know, and and people like to have those big pictures of the problem drawn. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that's why you know uh, when you sing, you don't sing in a small voice. No, I have a very big voice. You have, yes, <laughs> but that's perfectly suited for the big characters that we have on the stage. Yes. So I, I think it's like, you know, I, most writers will tell you that some character in their story is based on somebody, but they've they've blown them up. They've made them bigger, you know, for dramatic effect, mm. so that people really get it. So right, I right. think that's a big part of it. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. Well, we've got Michael on the phone from California. We do. Hello, Michael. Hi, Michael. Whoops. I guess we lost Michael. Oh, we lost him. Okay. In the bowels of California. I hate that. (laughs) I'm sure we'll get him back. Maybe he'll resurface. I'm sure he will. Yes. Oh, yes. La Brea Tar Pits. He'll bubble up from the bottom and he'll be right there. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you know, are there any remedies for guilt since we're talking about guilt today? Oh yeah. Give well, us some remedies. Do you, do you have any recipes that <laughs> to help people with? <laughs> Yeah, there's a little green pill that you can take. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? Well, actually, the best remedy for guilt is to really identify what it is that's bothering you and um, then identify what you can do to address that. You know, like, for example, let's say you uh, said something, you had a moment of impulse and you said something really not good. And uh, the other person, maybe you were in a social situation and they just kind of made a social face and didn't say anything to you about it. But you go home and you think, oh, no, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> I feel like such a bozo. This is bad, you know. The, the best thing to do is just contact that person and say, you know, what I said was completely out of line. I am so sorry. I cannot cannot believe that I did that and often you can't because it is as we talked about earlier it's, it's ego dystonic it mm -hmm. doesn't match with who you see yourself as being mm -hmm. so uh, to, to be able to just come out and say you know I, I messed up and I'm so sorry and you know what can I do to make this right between us mm -hmm. and uh, if the person is healthy if the person is healthy if the person is healthy they'll accept that mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. Did we get Michael back? I think we did. And actually, he's come into the studio. Michael, do you have a question for us? Yes, Annette. I'm glad I was able to make it in here. Um, I've just been dealing with a lot of difficult people at work recently. <laughs> oh. You know, it just seems to be getting harder and harder to handle them. I just wonder if you can feel what's going on and how I... How I might move ahead. Yeah, is there weird juju out there for him, or what? What do you think? Yeah, well, um, interesting. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm getting. Um, my it's always bad when she says interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something's coming. Something's coming. I, I see uh, two or three people. Okay, that you you seem to be dealing with. Maybe just two that seem to be more. Um, Problematic? Yeah, problematic in that, that they, uh, you know, it's very interesting, like I said, because <laughs> I'm getting some jealousies. Ooh. I'm getting some uh, intimidations. I'm, I'm picking up insecurities. It, it's like there's a whole bunch of little things that are going on there. In, in him or the people that are in bothering the people him? people that are bothering him. Oh, okay, okay, mm -hmm. all right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... They're feeling insecure. I'm getting insecurity. Oh, okay? okay. And so when people become insecure, as you know, Dr. Cochran, yeah, they good. begin to uh, act out. Yes. Okay. And they, they get act out. Petty and bicker and. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And it's in the attitude, the tone of the voice gets right. irritated yeah. and, and kind of down. Yeah. And you'll notice that the, the volume of the voice will go down into the lower register. Mm -hmm. And they're not up here where there should be talking to you right. and you know it kind of in the trouble clef I kind of call it so when you notice that people do that when they their voices start dropping down that you know that something is going on here and so this is what I'm picking up for you Michael are Michael are these your co-workers that are giving you problems or are these people that are coming into your business mainly people that are coming into my business that I have to interact with is that do you do you get problems with his coworkers too, or just the other people from the outside? No, I'm getting people from the from outside. the outside. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm getting. I'm definitely I'm getting people from the outside. Uh, like I'm sure you probably have vendors of some kind that are coming yeah, in. Right. I just have a lot of people from the outside I have to deal with, and it's just just advice about the best way to deal with them would be great. Mm -hmm. Okay, the best advice I can tell you is to deal with them with love, smile, and put the smile in your voice. It has to do with the voice. And you know, being a singer for me is just so terribly important because it's in the sound. <clears throat> so the sound that you make is what people are receiving. The energy comes out of the sound of the voice. Mm -hmm. So if you bring your voice up and you 
put love into it, you're going to notice their energies are just going to immediately begin to kind of go down. It's going to be very interesting for you. Either that or change jobs. <laughs> go do something else. <clears throat> well, have you been thinking about that? About changing jobs? Yeah. Maybe I need to consider that. Hmm. I don't think you should do that. No? You think you should keep no. the same job? I think he needs to keep the same job. All right, just change your voice. Yeah. You'll, just, do, you'll, you'll do great. Change your voice. Okay. You'll do great. Thank you, Michael. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, Dr. Cochran, we're coming to the end of our show today Aww. of psychology. And you will come back, I hope, Absolutely. the first Wednesday of the month. And thank you so much for being you here. You can't get rid of me. Oh, good. It's always a pleasure, Annette. I always enjoy talking with you. Thank you. And I'm Annette Martin, psychic detective and medical intuitive. And if you would like a private reading with me, either on the phone or in person, please go to my website at annette-martin.com. Next week, my guest will be Laura Schwalm, a holistic healer and a spiritual counselor. Until this next week... This has been Annette Martin's Psychic World, produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. May the white light be with you.